Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to Natural 20-somethings, an audio program detailing and discussing the danger, depth, difficulties, diversions, dice, decadence, and drama of D&D. We're ever so pleased you're here. And welcome to the inaugural episode of Natural 20-somethings. I'm Olivia. I am Laurel. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to talk about what brought us into D&D and why we love it as much as we do. Uh, but first, we wanted to introduce ourselves. As I said, I am Laurel. I am a writer, an author, a TV producer. I work for a television production company, and I, I write things. It's a good time. Uh, I'm Olivia. I'm a former grad student, hope to be future grad student, an archaeologist, a writer, a reader... I am, most importantly, an adorer of story in any and all forms, so. Indeed, I am too, and I think that that's part of what inspired us to start this podcast is the fact that we both are so invested in story and character and, like, figuring out why things tick. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to to put all the pieces together and just dig in and... (laughs) I was gonna say something stupid like, munch on that story, and I, I didn't like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to the impulse. Commit to it. So we've sort of delved into it a little bit already. But Laurel, what brought you into the D and D fold? The fold of D and D. I am but a little lamb in the D and D fold. Um. So for me, it was a mix of several things that just sort of accumulated into the perfect storm of me finally biting the bullet. Wow, this is a lot of metaphors. I'm a writer. <laughs> For me, I was living on my own, studying my master's um, in England, and I, at the time, really needed sort of that, like, voices on in the background of people doing things, people talking, just talking to me so that I could feel like I wasn't completely alone in the universe. And I started listening to uh, The Adventure Zone because I was really into My Brother, My Brother and Me, because having just sort of like a familial sibling you know, people to talk to and laugh with was really comforting to me at the time. So I was listening to uh, The Adventure Zone and just fell in love with it. Uh, D&D for me, though, at the time, and even to this day a little bit still, (laughs) was sort of the, like, last frontier of just being in the nerd pit of, like, I, I can't do that. I can't go that far because if I go that far, I, there's no coming back for it. That's it for me. I'm in. I'm a dork. I'm a nerd. I'm forever trapped. The final frontier, yeah. The final frontier. And it's not. It's super not. Like, <laughs> now that I've crossed that threshold, there are so many more things that I'm like, oh, <laughs> actually, D&D is not, not quite as you know deep as I thought it was, but I'm definitely under the water of the iceberg now. Regardless, I, I was sort of resistant to it. I didn't want to you know, be in there. But I had a friend who had been playing D&D at a table for years and was like, oh my gosh, you'd be so much fun. You would love it. You should come play with us. You have to come. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she just wore me down (laughs) over time. And then my exposure to the Adventure Zone really kind of made me go, I think I would like it though. And I was moving home and I, you know, didn't want to be moving home and was sort of like needing something to do when I got home. And she's like, come to our table, come play with us. And so she brought me in. (laughs) 
And uh, I was immediately hooked. I have never looked back since. It just exploded for me into this thing that is... I mean, I spend the majority of my time thinking about listening to or playing D&D. And it's just... It's (laughs) ingrained in my personality at this point. It just sucks you in. It it really does. Uh, What about you? Tell me how you got into (laughs) D&D, Olivia. Uh, You laugh because uh, it's your fault. Indeed. Well... It's like 50% my fault. The fact that I am into D&D is not your fault. The fact that I started playing D&D is your fault, specifically. (laughs) I had a similarly sort of reluctant uh, drag into D&D, I think. But for slightly different reasons, I was already deeply entrenched in the nerd pit. Like, I spent my middle school lunches sitting with my friends drawing very involved world maps. Like, excellent. you really, you really can't get nerdier than that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, you know, certainly heard of D&D, and my mom had actually bought my brother a set, one of those little starter sets, years and years ago. And theoretically, I should have loved it, right? You sit down and you build a story and whatnot but I sat down and I looked at it and it was just so complicated in hindsight looking back it was probably fourth edition or something like that and I just I really couldn't get into it and then a friend of mine one of the map making friends uh invited me to uh just witness a game of D&D at lunch in high school and it was just (laughs) witness is a funny choice of words (laughs) No, but that's what it was. I was supposed to sit there and do nothing and just listen to them play D&D. And I was intrigued by it, but I felt so alienated. It, It was like I was an intruder at the table and it just turned me off it completely. And so I didn't think about it you know, for years and years and years. And then, you know, suddenly there was this explosion of D&D content and I saw it elsewhere and, you know, looked interesting, looked fun, but wasn't really into it. And then one of our mutual friends expressed an interest and you so graciously were like, I can, I can DM something for you. And, uh, that was it. (laughs) Um, uh, as soon as you helped me make a character, I made the most involved backstory. So cliche, just like absolute oh it was great don't sell it short i loved it i mean it was pretty phenomenal but also everything that you think a beginning DD player will make in their own backstory you know classic tragic backstory but it was just it was everything i loved about storytelling without the loneliness i think mm, yeah i i agree i think that's something that for me i really I love about D&D like it's it's so collaborative and it's so it can be really story focused and I find that like me as a DM and me as a player I'm I'm very story focused. I am like I want my character's backstory to come into play. I want my character to grow and change as a person and that's something that like I mean <laughs> as you know you so the three people who were coming into that table were all writers and storytellers in some fashion and I had fully anticipated running an entirely different campaign pain that I'd written beforehand and you all gave me such kick-ass backstories that I was like (laughs) I have to do a campaign about this now like I was just so inspired by what you all brought to the table that I wrote an entire campaign for your characters because their stories were so good and 
oh my god that changed everything for me i just never looked back (laughs) it was amazing it was truly truly amazing and it was just like oh wow i get to live in a fantasy world in a fantasy story that somebody made for me made for my character oh my god i don't know i think i think it's a testament to you as a dm as well you were just just such the perfect starter dm you know because you just like (laughs) thank you coddled is the wrong word i think cradled I think and nurtured mm. and uh, it really it was an it was a phenomenal experience and one that I will forever and ever cherish and oh uh, and has now led me to making this podcast with you so indeed indeed and th- I mean you say that I like nurtured you and I do think it's funny because I would say the same thing almost of like you grew up at my table like I reared you as a player <laughs> to my own selfish ends of now you are like the exact kind of player that I am I just made you into me (laughs) I was always inclined that way anyway but that's why we're friends in the first place but it's true it's just funny so what is it specifically about D&D that really pulls you in Mm. (laughs) the the big question of the day for me I think D&D is it's a it's a myriad of things but they all sort of nestle together into this like socially sanctioned adult play pretend like I as as socially sanctioned as you can consider D&D to be (laughs) I was that kid on the playground who was like running around forcing my friends to play Howliday Inn with me when none of them had read that book not a single person you didn't even have to tell me it was a book I would have just bought it that you just made this up whole cloth I would have I would have just bought it oh no it was a book. It's part of the like Bonicula universe of pets. Uh, yeah, I was I was the kid running around playing cats and dogs and like just being that weirdo while everyone else was playing soccer and capture the flag. And so that's what I did. That's what like when my friends came over, you know, we pretended to play Harry Potter. We were you know like Greek gods and goddesses. We were just this. Everything we did was pretending to be other people. And then at a certain point, society just says, like, no, you're done. You're not a kid anymore. You can't play pretend. And that was, like, genuinely so hard for me to let go of. And, I mean, I played pretend (laughs) way longer into my lifetime than anyone else did. I was in, like, seventh and eighth grade, like, fully. (laughs) Just, like, pretending to be a spy in my friend's bedroom with her. Like, so dumb. But, like, I think that's also why I gravitate towards things like The Sims and, like, you know, simulation games where it's, like, I can just project onto these things. And that was kind of how I I managed to play pretend in the meantime. And then also doing theater. And so coming to D&D, it was like, ah, it's back, it's back. Like, well, I I can be somebody else. I can put on a character and interact with other people who are also not themselves. And we get to live in this universe where I have power and I am someone. And live in a world where I as a person have the ability to affect real change and not be me and just sort of like escape for a little while yeah and I have a similar reaction to D&D taught me to play pretend again but my experience was very different I distinctly remember a time when I was playing with my younger brothers and they were playing pretend and I couldn't do it anymore like my suspension of disbelief had been snapped it gets hard 
Yeah, and I, I felt like I had lost something in that time. And finding D&D and allowing that to sort of grow again has been incredibly rewarding. And that's part of it for me. But the other part is I get to hang out for several hours with some of my very best friends and we get to, you know, as you said, affect real change. We get to do things and we get to be something, even if that's, you know, wandering around a dungeon and, you know, killing Tarasks or whatever it is. I just, mm, it's the, it's the ineffability of D&D. I get tongue-tied <laughs> around it, you know? It, it's, it's true. It's, it's a love now. I think also, and this plays into storytelling just in general and like what I love about story that D&D really gives me is this element of going somewhere else, being somewhere else, not being present <laughs> on this plane of existence, so to speak. I like I write fantasy and sci-fi and speculative fiction for a reason and that's because I don't like reality I would like to be somewhere else please and I read and consume sci-fi and fantasy books and movies and tv shows for the same reason and it's just there's just something that fundamentally appeals to me about it and it's it's I mean it's the escapism for me but like D&D offers me that while at the same time offering me an active role in the escape where I am one of many people who's collaborating so it's not entirely on me like as the storyteller to make things happen it's like it's me and my friends and we get to do things together <laughs> and be other people in another world and I just it just like fulfills this very deep endless bottomless well <laughs> that I have inside me to to put things into I can't get enough of it I genuinely can't yeah and the other thing that it does is it it creates a wonderful safe space for you to explore the parts of you that you may not want to or feel safe doing in your own body. I know um, you and I are both very vocal about our anxiety and dissociative disorders and how those are, you know, they profoundly affect our lives and being able to, you know, have something that we can do. It's not just consume. We're not just consuming content. We're doing something. And that really... That makes D&D different. Yeah, I agree. That and the shiny math rocks that <laughs> I like to collect. I also love to collect them. <laughs> it's one of those things where D&D, um, like on the topic of a safe space, it's one of those things where like for me as someone who, you know, has a dissociative disorder, like I'm not super good at engaging with emotion, but I have cried multiple times in character. I have had so many different characters that like were going through things in the campaigns I was playing them in that like lined up with things that I was experiencing in my life that like allowed me to emotionally process like what was going on, which is crazy to say, but it's true. Like there's there's something about like the connectivity there that I really really enjoy. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's a team sport. You're in it together. You're working with your friends to do, to problem solve and to have fun. And if you're around the right people, it's, it's amazing. And we're going to try and figure out exactly what it is we like about D&D and hopefully never come to an answer because <laughs> it is the unanswerable question. That's the goal with this podcast, that we really delve into what it is about D&D that we love, why we love it, and pick it apart uh, because that's what we love to do okay 
Okay, so uh, another part of this podcast, you know, we're going to have segments, but one of the most important ones, I think, for this is the end, and uh, we're calling this segment Inspiration, and it's basically what inspired you this week. Uh, you know, start out D&D related, but it can be anything. It could be anything from, you know, something cool that a player did at your table or something uh, that inspired you um, elsewhere. But it's it's a positive space to be, be explored and to uh, really express gratitude for this game, for the people we play with. So, Laurel, what inspiration did you bring this week? <laughs> it's this little show and tell. Uh, for inspiration this week, I brought the idea <laughs> for one of my campaigns that I, I had an epiphany uh, several months after I wrote it, that it was just um, the plot of this children's movie, like straight to VHS film called We Sing in Sillyville, <laughs> which is like weird child actors and actors who are not children um, singing public domain songs in the vague context of a story. Uh, the story of which being like <laughs> some kids get transported to a magical forest and there's these families that represent different colors of the rainbow and they have to get, visit them all and get them all to learn to work together. <laughs> and this is like literally the plot of one of my D&D campaigns. And I I guess We Sing in Sillyville just like really embedded itself in me very very deeply to resurface later into D&D but my my point with this being that like there is nothing new under the sun <laughs> campaign ideas can be 100% derivative but when you get them in front of players and when you start to like mold them and shape them and be something else like they become so special and so unique uh when like you get to touch and manipulate them with other people so don't stress <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to steal an idea from somewhere steal it it'll become different in the uh, in the making of the thing it'll become yours indeed <laughs> Thank you, dear listener, for lending your ears. May the stories you tell be grand and humble in equal measure. May the characters you meet be brimming with adventure. And may the chances you take lead to some natural twenties.